Hallelujah. You will surely drift away. Hallelujah. Are you anchored? Everybody stand. Are you anchored? Hallelujah. Amen. We're getting ready for the word. We thank you. We ask the Lord to bless us this morning through our pastor, Elder Jerry C. Wright. I mean, the Lord used him mightily all the time. Amen. Oh, awesome, brother. Telling you, I'm telling you, we are blessed to have him. Very humble. Always want to do the right thing. Amen. So right now, we ask the Lord to bless our mind. Let us be on one accord. And let us welcome our pastor in by giving him a hearty amen. Amen. Come on, come on. Bless. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Praise the Lord, saints. And while you remain standing, I just ask that you join me in a word of prayer, and then I'll read uh, three quick verses. Father God, we thank you, and Lord, always, Lord, we just ask you to be in the midst. We ask that you rule over our hearts and our minds right now, Lord, and allow folks to hear from you and not from me. Lord, we ask that uh, this is a word that will provide comfort and peace during troubled times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you have your Bibles or tablets or maybe even the screen back there, you can read silently along with me. Matthew's, the, Matthew, the 11th chapter, verse 28 to 30. And I'll be reading from the NASB version. It says as follows, beginning at verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, I learned so much from my, uh, from my granddaughters. You know, I learned a lot from children in general. But well, a funny story recently that I had with Carrie is that there's a play area that we have assigned, <laughs> assigned for them when they come over. And well, we don't have anything assigned to them. They just, they just play. But uh, it's a play area that I was hoping that they would stay in. And uh, so when they, when they come over, you know, uh, I was uh, upstairs, and they were playing with toys, and, and Carrie was the only one up there. And mind you, now Carrie's about four years old, and, uh, and I think she was, yeah, she was four at this time, so a little, still a little bitty thing. And uh, I said, Carrie, I said, okay, we're going downstairs, we're going to eat something. Now, now, pick up the toys, make sure you pick up that doll. Put the playhouse where it's supposed to be and everything else. 
And then she turns to me and she says, I got you. (laughs) And I said, what? And she said, I got you. (laughs) We're talking about true rest today. Talking about true rest today. And, 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 And what I want to communicate is that God's got you. He's got you. He's got you. There's so much pain and hurt and sorrow and things that are going on today. I just want to say real quick that, that God, he, he's got you. He's got you. I read a story this week that shows to what extent man is looking for peace and rest. You know, the story this week I read was back in 1973. There was a brother in the Dominican Republic, and uh, he allowed himself to be nailed to a cross as a sacrifice for world peace and understanding among men. And as thousands watched on television, the article states that six-inch Stainless steel nails were driven through his hands and his feet. And and he had planned to remain up there for 48 hours in in this effort to show togetherness and peace. He had planned to stay up there for 48 hours, but after only 20 hours, he had to cut, cut it short because what it ends up what ended up happening is that he developed an infection in his foot. But what's interesting is what the article in the newspaper, the headline of the article, it said, "Crucifixion for peace falls short." <laughs> falls short. Isn't that interesting? Crucifixion for peace falls short, right? We, we see folks, as I stated, they go to desperate measures and, and just crazy lengths to, to find peace. And, and I, I don't think it's a stretch to claim that the same efforts are made for rest as well, right? In our modern times, we, we see a, a quest for rest. Where, where folks are willing to try any and everything but Jesus. They're willing to try any and everything but Jesus. But in today's verses, the verses for today, it tells us that you can find true rest only in Christ. Only in Christ. And, 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 and it's interesting because, see, this, this, this passage is an invitation. It's an invitation. And you can just see the master just doing this. And he's saying an invitation. And, and in order to understand this invitation, we got to look at earlier verses in this same passage. See, see the, the, the invitation is come. To me. Come to me. This implies motion. Your, your motion is coming towards him. You got to you gotta you gotta move. 
you got to come. You, you, you got to put one foot under in front of the other. You got to come to him. And, and see, what's interesting is that, like I said in earlier verses, if you look back and just comb this chapter with me, you'll see that rather than coming to him, folks either doubted or they decided not to come at all. See, if you were looking at the, if you're looking at the earlier verses, you'll see that he had to deal with John the Baptist's doubt. John the Baptist was in a situation where he doubted what it was all about. He had a moment of weakness, if you will. John was this, this, this towering figure. And you would think that he was just this, 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 this huge pillar of strength. But when he was imprisoned, he had a weak moment here, right? John faithfully accomplished his work. He, he boldly proclaimed that Jesus was that long-awaited Messiah. He even sparred with the Pharisees and Sadducees and put them in their place, right? And he gave up. He gave up a, a life of, of, of comfort for an existence in the wilderness. Uh, scrumptious food for locusts and, and honey, right? He, he gave up all this, and John was finding no rest in his circumstances. Right now, he was in prison, and in his mind, it was time for Christ to come and help. It was time for Christ to show up and show out because he knew that in this situation, the king didn't mean him any good and the king's wife wanted him dead. So he was like, Jesus, I'm not resting right now. <laughs> I'm not comfortable right now. Come and, and, and show up and show out hey disciples that followed me can you go and ask jesus what he doing go ask him what he's what, what is he doing right now right john had a moment of of doubt here but if you read on jesus said just like carrie i got you <laughs> I got you, right? And, and then he goes on in this chapter as well, and he says, maybe you're not like John, doubting, but maybe you're in a situation where you don't believe at all. See, believers can doubt. You know, don't, don't, don't put any shade on John. You know you've had moments where you've doubted and then messed with your peace and it messed with your rest. You was wondering where God is. You, you was like, man, I'm, I'm serving. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all that I need to do. And, and I got this formula together where it should equal rest and peace. And it's not coming out. It's not working out. And, 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 you, and you began to doubt God. So you can't like frown upon John's moment of weakness. We all have moments like that where we doubt. 
But then there is this unbelief that's going on. Because he says, woe to those cities like Chorazin and Bethsaida and, and then also Capernaum. He said, woe to them because they literally wanted to do their own thing. They did not want to repent. In other words, they didn't believe. They said, forget that. You're saying, come. They were like, no. I'm not coming. You know, Boyce said this. Boyce, and he said a very interesting comment that I read by him. He says that we, we look at folks and judge their sin. And we got him on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst. And then we look at historical figures like Stalin and, and Hitler, and we put them at 10, 10 plus, right? Or we look at, even today, we can look at, at current figures and say, how could you do that to a school? And we put them at 10, 10 plus. But, but what he says, he goes on to say that, but there's a sin that's more serious and more consequential. And that sin is the sin of unbelief. When you don't believe God, then, you're, you're, then, then, then that is, is, is like mind-blowing, right? When, when, you, you, when you reject God on a daily basis, as if you are existing by your own will. When you reject God on a daily basis as if you are causing your body to move, as if you are breathing in your own air and you reject him on a daily. And it's interesting because Paul said in Acts 17, 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. But yet day after day after day after day, you reject him. And you're living a life where you reject him on a daily going throughout each day, not giving him the proper praise, the honor, and the glory that he's due. And in the process, you are committing a cosmic sin. But the interesting thing is this. God is also, also saying to those who don't believe, one day I got you. I got you. One day I got you. Amen. He says in Matthew the twenty-fifth chapter, as we go through this, as we go through this chapter in the eleventh, I'm sorry, the eleventh chapter, verse twenty-five. He says, at that time, Jesus said, "I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent, and have revealed them to infants." Jesus talked in this chapter, about two groups of children, right? If you go back in, the, in verse 16 through 17, he talked about some rambunctious ones, 
right? He said, but to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces who call out to other children and say, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dridge and you did not mourn. In other words, no matter what we did, no matter what we said, you chose to do nothing. You rejected everything. No matter what was going on, you refused. These are the folks that Jesus was talking about in, in this 25th verse. Th those are the ones that consider themselves wise and intelligent. Right? In other words, those are the ones that consider themselves to be self sufficient. They got it all worked out. They know exactly what's going on and, 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 and how to do it. And, and they can see their way to salvation. They don't need God. They can work it out on them, you know, for themselves. It ain't didn't he, didn't he work it out, didn't, didn't I work it out. Right? Right? And it's, and it's and, and, but then he said, I praise you, Lord, for the infants, for those who, who are infants. See, infants understand that they, they're depending. They're depending on someone. They, they can't do it themselves. I can't do it on my own. I can't figure it out on my own. I, I can't put it all together. Lord, I need you. I need you. They understand that salvation is a gift. And it's not something that they can earn, right? And they understand that salvation comes with a, a peace. And it comes with a rest because we can rest in him. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come. As I stated, it, 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 it just visualizes motion. You're coming to him. You, you, you hear the invitation and you come. See, here's the bottom line. It's, 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 an, it's an impossible assignment to be your own God. Do you hear me? It's a hard assignment, impossible even. Being your own God and, and, and being your own Lord, is, is, that's a heavy load. That's a heavy load. Think about it. You're your own God and, and you're your own Lord and you don't know it all. You don't control it all. You don't have power. You, you, you don't even know how your lights work. But you're your own God. Right? So sometimes you're in situations where you don't even know where your next meal is coming from, but yet you want to be your own God. Sometimes you go to work and then they say, oh, you laid off or you fired or, 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 or hey, we got to let you go. And you're wondering, what are you going to do next? And yet you're, they, they fired God. 
They fired God. They, they done messed around and fired God. What an invitation. It's saying, you can't do it. Come. <laughs> Come to me. Come to me, all ye who are weary and, and, and heavy laden. You know weary and heavy laden. That means that you are, are exhausted. It, it, you are exhausted. You are, you are tired. You, 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 you're worn. You're weak. You know, precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on and let me stand, right? Because I'm tired, I'm weak, and I'm worn. I was trying to figure this thing out. I can't figure it out. I need you. I need you. Lord, I need you. And he is saying, come. Come to me. You don't, you, you, I'm God, not you. I'm Lord, not you. And, and I have all the resources that you need. Come to me. And that's the gift. That's what, that's what verse 28 was talking about. The, the, the gift of rest that I can give you. That Jesus can give you. He's saying come. And, and if that's the 28, if that's the gift then, then, then let's look at the gain. Because, see, the gift of rest is, is salvation. You can't save yourself. <laughs> you can't take care of yourself like Jesus can. And, 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 and there's no way that you can figure out a way to make it to heaven without him. Not, not unless you go through him. So here's this gift of rest that he's... He's offering, and he's saying, come to me. But then what's interesting is that in verse 29, all of a sudden he shifts from this gift of rest to how you can gain. Because he says, I will give you rest, but then he says, you will find rest. So, one, ex one writer said he's switching from salvation to service. He's switching from salvation to service because he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Take means to raise up, lift it up and yoke is, is about servitude. So in other words, what Jesus is saying is that lift up, raise, and esteem a life of service to me. Oh, we don't want to do that. Now see, see, this thing is about being humble. This thing is about saying, I'm helpless. I'm not all sufficient. I don't have all the answers. Who, who, who can say that? If you're proud, you're not trying to bend. You're trying to stand. After I done all I can, I just stand. Huh? 
See, and that's the, that's, the, that's the crazy thing. Like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they said, hey, we can work it out to where we can figure out our own way to righteousness. And, 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 and we got Pharisees and Sadducees today. They're still coming up with their own formula and their own rules and, and, and everything else, trying to work it out. And what's interesting is that the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were angry at Jesus because uh, he was messing with their Sabbath day. That was one of the reasons. But it was just a Sabbath day. It was just one day of rest when he is saying, I will give you rest. And they were occupied with one day of rest? And they had so many rules. Guess what? That day wasn't even restful. That day wasn't even restful. And, and it just fell miserably short. What, what he said here is that, you know, when we try to devise it and, and come up with it and calculate it ourselves, guess what we end up just building for ourselves? Nothing but a trap. Nothing but a trap. That's not rest. That's a trap. It's nothing but a trap. When he says in verse 27, all things have been handed over to me by the Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. In other words, he is saying that I got what you need. I came with what you need because he who sent me knows exactly what you need. We both are on the same page. We understand what you need. I got what you need. In other words, I got you. I got you. I got you. you you'll never find... You'll never find rest in, in trying to calculate good deeds. Just keeping up with good deeds. And in fact, if you really, really put it to a thing of just numbers and you had two columns, your bad deeds versus your good deeds, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll look something like, like this. Right? And, and here's the, the good deed side compared to the bad deed side. And, 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 and it will just, you can't make it a thing of numbers. It's, the solution is not in that. And, and neither is, 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 is rest found in, in a bottle or, or in a relationship. And like I said, all these traps that we build for ourselves because we simply don't want to submit and learn of him. And that's what he says. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He says, learn of me. And, and this learn of me is so rich because what it talks about is, 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 is when you have that yoke, that yoke was a wooden a wooden contraption, if you will, a farm gear that they would place on oxen, right? And they would place it on, on oxen. And what's interesting is that Jesus was a carpenter, so I'm quite sure he built a whole lot of these. 
right? And he would, they, he would place, they would place this contraption on, on oxen. But the interesting thing is that they would at least tie or harness two oxen, oxes together, right? What's the plural, oxes? You know, two of them. They would put two, put, put two of them together. But what's interesting is that one would, would be experienced. They've been there and done that. They know, they, they got this yoke thing down. They've had it on them. And then the other was not experienced. And they would put them together, and, and, and the one that was not experienced would learn from the one that is experienced. And they would just learn, and he, and, and he would learn, and, and the yoke would be on them, and, and, and you know, the one that, was, that, that, that didn't know much, the, the, the oxen that was like, I've been there, done that, said, no, no, this way, bro. No, no, you got to go this way, Right? And what's interesting is if we apply this to life now, you know, what's interesting is that no one wants to yoke up with experience nowadays. Everybody has this, we've been there and done that attitude. And when the gray heads step your way and just say, let me show you a little something, you say, no, no, I got Google. Right? When, 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 and that's what discipleship is all about. See, see, we, see we end this thing together, and, and, and like I keep telling you all before, you know, the knots on my head, I don't want you to have them. So I want you to yoke up with me, and I can say, ooh, that looks like a knotty situation over there. Come over this way. <laughs> Let's come this way, because... That might put a knot on your head. But if you say, nope, I got Google. Right? And we want you to learn. But, but Jesus says, I will yoke up with you. And I will be with you every step of the way. Learn of me. Come on. And, 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 and not, not, Go the way that I've gone. I'm not saying that per se, Jesus is saying, because, see, you, you can't die for everybody like I've done. But what I'm saying is this revelation that I give you, if you just submit yourself to it, all along the way you will gain rest. If you just take my yoke upon you, and this yoke is a, is a life of servitude. It's saying that, Lord, I'm, I'm of service to you. And, and the truth is, is that when you are in a relationship with Jesus, it's way better than trying to be your own God. It's way better than trying to be your own Lord. Because he's saying that, I got you. I got you. You don't have to figure it out yourself. I got you. Rest, you can't rest when you're trying to, trying to be your own God and trying to get your own self out of situations and, and trying to improve your own circumstances. You, you may get a, a glimpse of, 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 of some 
superficial thrill, but it ain't going to be rest. And he's saying, I've got you. I've got you. Come and, and, and learn of me. And he's saying, I have what you need. I came with what you need. And, and, and when I left and I went back up, I, I, I sent down what you need. Because in Galatians, the fifth chapter, he said, I, I'm giving you the fruit of the Spirit. And, and if you need joy, if you need if you need peace, if you need patience, if you need kindness, if you need goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, I got it all. I'm giving it all to you. I'm giving all that you need. I'm giving it all to you. And that's what he's saying. But it wouldn't be anything if it wasn't guaranteed. And that's what verse 30 is saying. It's, it's, this, this is a guaranteed true rest that he'll provide. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, what, what led up to this, this message is, and, and kind of confirmed it to me, is all of the hurt and the pain that I see not only on my job and dealing with families, but then even when you turn on the news, it's, it's like so much hurt and pain is going on. If it's not physical, then guess what? It is, it's, it's mental, right? It is mental. And, 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 and this one's a report that, that I read, and it said that, that, the value of the health, uh, mental health market in 2020 was $90.5 billion. $90.5 billion. And it's projected to be $132.4 billion by 2027. There's a lot of pain going on. There's a lot of folks that they're looking for rest and they're looking for peace and they can't find it and they're trying everything but Jesus. They're trying everything but Jesus. When Jesus is saying, come to me for my yoke is easy, right? And my burden, they're, they're light, see, Yoke, that, that easiness, when you look at that word, it's saying that I have a yoke just for you. It's a right fit just for you. It's not going to rub until you bruise and, and bleed. No, no, it's, it's going to be a right fit. See, I'm not, I'm not promising you a, a life of ease. No, but what I'm saying is I have a yoke for you. I got a work for you to do. I got a job for you to do, and it's going to be a right fit just for you. Just for you. And guess what? It's going to be light, too. That means the weight is going to be easily, evenly right, distributed, right? 
It's not going to be too much for you. It's not going to be crazy. It's not because, it, see, he says in, in 1 Corinthians 10th chapter, verse 13, no, no temptation has taken, uh, uh, overtaken you, but such as is common to, to man and God is faithful, right? Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, right? What you're able to bear. And, and then when it gets too much, guess what he'll do? He'll provide a way of, of escape. In other words, he's saying, I got you. I got you. Come to me because my, 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 my yoke is custom made for you. I got a work for you to do. It's custom made. And, 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 and it's not going to be overwhelming. Because I'm going to give you everything that you need. Because I have what you need. I came with what you need. Come to me. Come to me. And, and he's saying that if you come, in, in verse 29 again, it's saying that you'll find rest for your soul. Rest for your soul. You know, that soul is the invisible part of us. And, and that's the part that, you know, that, that keeps you up at night. That, that's the part that, you know, that's the part that where you, you know, when you can't stand people, that's that part. When you can't forgive people, that's that part, right? When you got like anger issues and you just want to like just you know, just like gnash your teeth and just bless somebody. That's that party. You know, you can't forgive, you know, you, you, you can't let bygones be bygones. That's that, that's that part of you. And, and you know when that soul is troubled, do, do you know what it can lead to? Ulcers and high blood pressure. <laughs> and in other words, it can mess with your whole being just because you're not dealing with situations right. But Jesus is saying, come to me and you can find rest for your soul as well. And you'll be able to deal with situations rightly. I'll, I'll, I'll yoke up to me and learn of me and I'll teach you how to deal with folks that get on your nerves. I will teach you how to forgive. I'll teach you how to let bygones be bygones. And, 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 and it'll be amazed when you'll say that the person I couldn't stand is now my best friend. Even you will be shocked at that miracle. Because that's how God works. He's saying, come, come to me. So, so he's providing true rest. He's, he's providing true rest. He's, he's got you covered. Either way it goes, he has you covered. In other words, if you like Carrie, he's saying, I got you. I got you. He's going to give you the gift of true peace. That's salvation. And that salvation is not for you to just look in the mirror and say, I'm saved. No, I'm saved to serve, right? So, so you'll gain more peace, right? 
you'll find more peace and more rest, right? True rest through, through, through this process of learning. And then it's guaranteed. I, I don't understand how, you, how, how a person can be satisfied with, with being their own God and being their own Lord when you have an all-sufficient Savior ready, ready to be there for you. And I say today, as I always say, choose ye this day who you will serve. Will it be yourself or will it be God? Choose ye this day who you will serve. And here's the question with Eternal implications. What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? I pray today that you understand that trying to be your own God, trying to find your own way is not going to work. And in fact, if you read that 27th verse and study it even more closely, you'll understand that God made it to where he's saying that it won't work without me. I don't care what you do or what you try, it will not work without me. You got some loved ones out there that are trying to figure it out without God. God is saying it's not going to work for them. It's not going to work for them. But, but you keep praying for them and, and, and keep coming to, to the Lord on their behalf. Why? Because he's the pruner. <laughs> Just like last week, it tells you that he's the true vine. He's the, God, the Father, is the, is the pruner. He's the one that decides who's going to be left on the vine and who's not. It's him. You're going to be surprised when you get to heaven. You're going to be surprised who's not there. And you're going to be surprised to see who is there. In some cases. So keep praying. That's in, that's, that's in God's hand. Keep praying. But in the meantime, he is offering you. If you're in your doubt or if you're in unbelief, he's saying, come to me. Come. And I pray that you this day will come to him. Amen. And we will have those elders up here available to talk to those who will make that decision on today or maybe you just need prayer today and you just have a lot of doubt that's going on and the elders will be here to pray as well for you and those who are out in zoom that's listening i pray that you will contact us as well god bless you and amen and today we're going to uh, um, dismiss, I'll say a quick word of prayer to dismiss us. However, um, I will say five or ten minutes to greet each other, but we're going to have to convene quickly to, uh, to conduct our church business meeting. Amen. If you all will stand with me.